Hello again, and welcome back to the Bonus Level Podcast. This is level 25. I'm Jack. Joined with me, as usual, is Josh and Luch. And this week, we have a heated debate for you all. (laughs) (laughs) A heated debate of sorts. Um, We're going to be talking about the concept of regulation and legalization. How do you feel about that? I like it. Um, (laughs) well, so one of the main reasons I, I wanted to bring up this podcast was if anyone listened to, um, the social media podcast, Jack, you were very on the, like, shut it all down. You guys have, you know, you guys are out out of privileges. You guys have ruined everything. (laughs) Just shut it down and go from there. But then Mm -hmm. I, I know you personally we've known each other a long time so i know how you feel on on some different subjects that um you know where you do agree with legalizing and regulating things but on other Mm -hmm. things you're like no screw it take all the privileges away and ban it completely and so you're kind of almost pick and choose very opinionated about things where Mm -hmm. i try my best to kind of step back and go you know just because I like this thing, I understand that someone else may not or, you know, vice versa, whatever. So I kind of want to have that across the board, like a very even playing field for everybody. Mm-hmm. And with Luke, right. I have zero idea where he stands from. So I was I was really interested in kind of hearing how you came up with your what what areas um, you agree with on it and what areas that you're like hell no and then with luch i'm I'm excited to hear his opinion or position on it at all i believe in the full distribution and legalization of dnd menus (laughs) (laughs) okay okay now we know where he stands uh (laughs) well you know i'm just sitting here smoking a doobie you know that sweet purple kush (laughs) Um, disclaimer, we do not condone the use of drugs or alcohol on this podcast, unless it's up to your discretion. Did I say purple cushion and purple Fanta? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want to want to Fanta? Um, I think before we actually, so like before I break down, like what my opinions are on each individual thing, I need to kind of give you an idea of where where I'm coming from just on the, on the, like the, the idea of regulation in general. Right. So unfortunately I know that like in a, you know, in the utopia that you're looking for, it's just an even playing field across the board. Like every little thing can be legalized and regulated as long as it's properly taxed, properly distributed, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. And that goes from everything from firearms to drugs, to prostitution, to gambling, right? Like all of these different topics. Uh, that are banned in some places, legal in other places, regulated in some, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and honestly, unfortunately it's, it goes back to a lot of what we talked about in previous episodes about morality and choice and consequence and things like that, because uh, I, unfortunately, like I said, people, people can't be trusted with things. People cannot be trusted to make the right decision okay Mm -hmm. so my issue with most of these things is where do you draw the line between what is allowed what's legal and what's not what is harmful and what is not right 
Mm-hmm. And m- one of the biggest like discrepancies probably that most people would find that I have, w- in my opinion, with these things is I 100% agree with the legalization and regulation of firearms. I think that in the amendment, it clearly states that we have the right to bear arms, that we are we have the right to protect ourselves from any threats, foreign or domestic, right? So like that's, mm-hmm. those, those are the... Uh, you know, those, those are the words. That's like what, that's what it stands for. And, and I believe that very heavily in the way of at some point in the future, whether it's near nor very far away, there's going to be another revolution either in America or just in the world where the government is going to become oppressive, tyrannical, and we will have to defend ourselves. It might not be in my lifetime. It might not be in my children's lifetime, but the the idea of the amendments and mm-hmm. us seceding from uh, Britain's rule and needing a militia and needing uh, men and women to fight against the, the government that was oppressive was very real then and it will be again and it's just yeah. that's that's the bottom line and the 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 firearms and being able to protect ourselves in that way whether it's from somebody breaking into your house or whether it's from the government telling you when when you can't or cannot leave your house, you know, is, is, is the same thing. It's a, you know, like I said, protecting yourself internally versus externally. And you might say, okay, well, firearms are very destructive. People get murdered. People get killed Mm -hmm. uh, by firearms every single day. And so like, if you want to legalize and regulate them, why would you be against legalizing and regulating uh, something like marijuana? Right. And while I'm not completely against Uh, marijuana as far as like medically because it has been proven to help uh, medicinally in many ways and i think that it can be used as such just like many other plants are used medicinally i think that once you get to the point where it's legal everywhere it ends up only benefiting the government Mm -hmm. and that's bottom line so yes legalization and regulation would tremendously help government because it would bring in all of his extra income so many more taxes tax dollars more jobs you know things like that for the distributors for the stores the vendors etc but the problem is is that once it's legal for everybody now it's okay to um to have it to have it on your person to use it to use it whenever you want um and uh, you can't tell me that using something like marijuana doesn't alter your state of mind no. It's just like, it's just like alcohol. So mm-hmm. then, it, and, and then again, you go back to like, okay, so how do you regulate it? Is it like, you can't come to work under the influence? Is that, un, is that up to like the place you work? But then it's like, okay, then to step back from that, uh, what about whenever you're in your car? Is it still considered driving under the influence whenever you use it? So there's all of these things, right? And it comes down, down, down. And now we're just making more and more uh, things that we have to monitor, is this guy coming to work high? Is this guy coming to work drunk? You know, nowadays, if you come to work drunk, like you're fired, right? Like that's just yeah. bottom line. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just, you're going to be let go. Uh, if you pulled over and you've been drinking, you know, you're, you're let go. If you, now, if you come to work high, I mean, it's one of those things where like, the, is it, is it as easy to detect? Like does your work, maybe your work doesn't really reflect the fact that you're under the influence, but, you know, most people are like, well, you know, whenever I smoke or whenever I use it, it's like I'm very I'm mellow and I'm this and I'm that and, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. 
but at the same time, you're altering your state of mind to something that is not natural. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to substances, whether it's any kind of drug, alcohol, even, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really see a difference. And I may be like, be, I might be called a hypocrite because I like to enjoy a drink here and there, but I would never go to work after drinking. I would never you know, operate a motor vehicle after drinking, like all of these things, like this just wouldn't happen. Yeah. So while I might be a good upstanding citizen, right. And I might follow all these rules. The majority of people, well, maybe not majority, there is a good percentage of people that wouldn't follow those same stipulations. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you have a surplus of people that are driving while under the influence, working while under the influence, all of this extra things, because now it's just legal and anybody can do it or use it whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. So it, it, I, I know that that can sound a little hypocritical because like, okay, well again, guns and firearms are deadly. Whereas like, Oh, well, marijuana is harmless. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't smoke pot and then go shoot somebody. Right. We don't but, stop people. Guns stop people. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, is that it's any mind altering substance, uh, drugs, alcohol. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is unless it's medicinal and being used to treat something. I, I just can't see it being monitored, regulated in a way that it doesn't affect more people than it wouldn't have in the first place. And that's always my, my overlying thing. It's like the social media thing, right? Like, you were saying like more, you know, so there's plenty of things that social media does that's good. But yeah. my thing was always at the end of the argument was like the things that are bad, a lot of those things wouldn't be enabled without social media. And so it's like, yeah, maybe, you know, a lot of people would be more mellow, would be, would be more chill if they were just allowed to, you know, smoke marijuana whenever they wanted. But <clears throat> there's so many other people that are affected by it, whether it's, Again, driving, jobs, uh, interactions, social interactions. Like you're not the same person. So it's giving you the free reign to just be a different person whenever you want. And yeah. I think that there's more harm than it is more good that can come out of it just being completely wide open. It's very interesting. Luch, what are, what are your thoughts on this? So, I mean, like, again, like I, I believe in both, first of all. I believe that, you know, the right to bear arms is definitely one of the things that uh, should be. I think, isn't there a state that you can literally walk around with like a semi-automatic rifle in like public? Probably Texas, I think. Multiple states. Uh, Yeah, you can just, I watched a video about like uh, two teenagers were literally just like walking around waiting for cops to pull them over to check to see if it's like automatic or something just so they can, you know, tell them off. But I was like, wait, they're just walking around with a freaking... Mm -hmm. Yeah, open carry is 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 a, is a big thing in in a lot of states. I think a more more mm-hmm. states than than not. Oh, yeah, I think you can walk around with automatic weapons, too, right? I think you can walk around with swords, right? Uh, I'm not sure about like there's, knives. And there's swords. like a knife law where like you can't have it like cer- a certain length without a license, but once it's past a certain length, you're allowed to like. It becomes a sword. I don't know. It has to be sheathed at most time. I forget how it works. There's a bunch of different yeah, but, stipulations. Well, I mean, like, I again, I I think that, you know, guns, 100%. Weed, 100%. I, there isn't... 
like you can ask me all day, like, you know, why do I believe that they reason that guns should be is one, it's in a fucking amendment. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus, they made this thing like, I feel like the amendment should never be taken away from a person. But if I, someone broke into my house and, you know, they threatened my family, I'm going to shoot them. Jack, I'm sure mm-hmm. you're the same way. Yes. You know, Josh, I'm sure you're the same way. Yeah. And while I do feel that there needs to be some kind of mental health stability that needs to go along with, you know, having a gun, for sure. Um, I don't see any reason why someone can't protect themselves in the open. I mean, you can only have your, what, your, hand, your like, uh, concealed weapon in your car, right? Or can you have it on your person? Um, no, you can, can concealed carry gives you the... The right to have it whenever. Yeah. As long as the, the establishment that you're going into doesn't prohibit it. Like if you're going into yeah. a library and it says no guns allowed, then yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. allowed to take it in there. But Government yeah, facilities, but I mean, you, you can't. Know, but You know, there there's a lot of, you know, you see some street fights and you see, you know, and that can end very quickly by pulling out a gun. Now, obviously, it's up to you or not whether you shoot the person and there's consequences mm-hmm. that go along with that. However, you know, you got uh, people who, you know, open fire in the middle of crowds. And, you know, that might be deterred if, uh, if there's someone pointing a gun at him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's a lot. I mean, especially with, with guns is it's very easy for the, the millions of people that are responsible with their firearms to go completely unnoticed. And it takes one person, one single person to do something stupid and sheds a horrible light on guns that you can have millions being good and one person like it's it's hard to really even imagine those two numbers side by side together like but millions being good one person doing something bad and it it just puts a bad taste in your mouth and you're like well crap are we thinking about things clearly are we doing things the right way and i I don't want to well and I don't think that any of us would, you know, I think that we're all on the same page as far as like guns, perfectly fine with them, them being legal and everything perfectly on the side of, of the second amendment. I do think that we would probably all like for some of the the regulations behind it to be kind of updated, maybe shifted or changed or, you know, something to kind of fix some of the issues that we're having. But I don't think any of us are <laughs> wanting to just yeah. remove well, like, it. Like my big thing is, when it comes down to it, like I, I keep imagining this in my head after I said it, imagine like, you know, guys pull up in a, um, you know, pull up, get out of their cars. You know, they got, they got guns, maybe two guys and they're about to fire in a group of people. All the people see that they got these guys pointing at their guns. And then you got 30 people all pull out a weapon and <laughs> point it at those guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, there, would there be people going down? 100%. Mm -hmm. but those guys would be taken down. And while I do believe anybody who opens a fire upon in a crowd needs to be put down Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, I mean, the, the statistics will back me up on uh, the fact that the States with open uh, or concealed carry um, significantly less crimes, right? Have, have less or actually have, have more civilian arrests slash civilian deterrence of crime. Because when a crime is happening, 
there, there's, a higher, there's a higher chance of somebody that's a, a bystander having a weapon that's able to then take it out and stop the person that's yeah, like committing the crime. that video I told you about, like once you know the police officers are like, hey, so we checked it's a semi-automatic rifle. You guys are good to go. Just wanted to let you know that someone saw you, looked automatic. They wanted us to check. And they're like, hey, by the way, you know, good job for carrying around your weapon. Uh, you know, here's like, here's, uh, you know, if you guys want to try out for the police force, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then he, and then he's like, and then the kids are like, wait, you don't mind it? I'm like, no, no one's going to commit a crime with you two walking around with a semi-automatic rifle in your hands. Right. So please exactly. go about your business. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, based on what we've gone through so far, mainly with the the guns and everything, I think a lot of us are, are kind of on the same page that we believe that, you know, having the guns legalizing and regulation as far as that goes, um, the good outweigh the bad. Um, but when we start branching over into the drug area and just dealing with right now marijuana specifically, Jack is is not on board with that. And Luge, you said that you were, is that right? Well, certain drugs. All right. I'm not going to say, you know, Josh, you go. You yeah, go but we're just talking about marijuana. No, no yeah. marijuana. I marijuana. We'll, we'll dive into like the heroin and and acid and psilocybin. I feel marijuana. I feel it helps later. more people than it causes damage to. I don't Medi- think, medicinally, 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 but also recreationally. People get no. you know. I, I, well, recreationally, no. people get drunk, right? I mean, yeah, and those people go and get behind the wheel of a car and they kill people, right? So like. Well, not just that. You know, anything can happen from being drunk. You know, people, uh, you know, someone, domestic abuse can happen. Fucking anything can happen. Exactly. And and I feel the same way about alcohol. The alcohol should be. No, I'm talking uh, about about alcohol, not about marijuana at this time. Yes. And I'm agreeing with you. I mean, bad things can happen with it. I mean, if it was up to me, like personally, I could do without it. I'm not, I don't need it. I'm not dependent on it. I like it. I like the way beer tastes. I like the way wine tastes. I like, you know, mixed drinks, et cetera, et cetera. But if tomorrow a bill passed and said, you know, we were back in the prohibition and we couldn't have alcohol, I would be like, okay, cool. No problem. Yeah. Jack is pro-prohibition. Where I come from we is have like, just discovered new ground here. Yeah, people. but when you, come, <laughs> when, you come, when you come to like the prohibition, you know, people are going to find a way to do it anyways, right? You know, yeah, that's when like the, that's when the greatest like thing in the in America came through the speakeasy, right? You still find them today, and they're super fucking badass. Okay, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like if. First of all, if we became an actual government system where they legalized it, okay, and it became a thing and, you know, everything like that, and uh, the governments had their own places that sold it, there were private businesses that were able to sell it, and then they had to go through a check and make sure that they were good and someone's not getting sold some rotten shit or spiked with something, right? Mm -hmm. One, I feel there would actually be a drop in a lot of marijuana users, because again, there also comes with that kind of like uh, people oh, use man. it because it's illegal. Yeah, so type the of thrill thing. of it being a crime. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think? I definitely think that people use it because I it's mean, illegal. I don't know. Yes I think it, it would yes definitely no. drop in younger people for sure. But again, like you know, if but, I, but yeah, I think it would spike for the older generations. You know, maybe above eighteen, it would spike for them. It would drop for the younger people because then it's no longer cool. Yeah. But that's the problem. The, the older people are the ones that are 
making adult decisions and choices and influencing other people and having the effect on other people. I think you know? I think smoking marijuana should exist over smoking cigarettes. Hmm. In all honesty, smoking kills more people. They do it to themselves. All right. Mm. And again, like marijuana is something that you can adjust as well. You know, you can put as much THC as you want in that bad boy. You can, you know, sell as good a marijuana as you want. And I feel like if it's regulated, it's checked, you know, it's not illegal. Now, is it something that you shouldn't do while driving? 100%. I still think it should have the same laws as alcohol when it comes to that. Right. But if I'm, you know, I don't smoke it, but if I'm, you know, ever wanted to and I want to chill in the back room with my family while, you know, we light up a doobie and, uh, <laughs> and pass it around. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see what's like, I don't see the problem with that. Well, I, I think that's, that's one of the big key things here is the two words oh, together. Hold on, Josh. One more, thing, and one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. No, and you should not go to work. Hi, that's stupid. Whoever does that, you're an idiot. I don't care. It's like, oh man, but. You know, work just causes me so much stress. And I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. You're a shift leader at McDonald's. All right, bro. Calm down. <laughs> Yikes. No, but like I was saying, the 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 two words, it's very important that they go together with legalize and regulate. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're talking about the legalization of marijuana, it's just going, okay, no rules with it, or it's just out there. Yeah, you're no, not that, that, that would be having dumb. it. That would be a mistake. It, oh, yeah, 100%. But treating it in the same way as alcohol looking at it under the the same microscope and and having the different regulations you know one of the um one of the things that kind of got me thinking about this along with the the social media podcast was um a different podcast i was listening to on addiction um where a person it was a a cop was kind of telling the story on how um, when he was working undercover that he had a bunch of teenagers come up to him and say, Hey, you know, we, we can't buy alcohol. Can you go into the store and, um, you know, get us a, a pack of, you know, 12 pack or whatever. And the cops like, no, nah, just fuck off. You know, he wasn't going to arrest the kids cause they were younger or whatever, yeah, but, he was but that's going to kind of fuck off. But what they did and what he watched them do was literally run around the side of the building to where a guy was selling drugs and buy the drugs and run off from there while he's then tries to make the arrest. But it's like, that's the thing. A drug dealer does not give a shit about carting you. Where like once the, the liquor store, they have an obligation. They are legally bound that the, you know, the penalties against them, if they, I mean, of course, I'm sure we have all seen plenty of times where we have all not been carded. Like, I think the rules supposed to be like, if you're under the age, look under the age of 55, that you should be carded or every single person that purchases it should be carded. And we know that that doesn't happen. But at the same time, if you know anything about the rules, the fines and the licenses and being able to get that kind of stuff revoked, it's seriously intense. And so the fact that teenagers can go one way and get turned down for alcohol, but can easily, go to anybody and buy weed because of the, you know, the regulations behind the two, that's something that to me just kind of seems silly. And, and hearing it like the way that that guy explained it made a, a, a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, I just think it, if you, 
once you open that floodgate, it's like, okay, where do you, where do you stop it? Because, you know, all right, if you say, all right, we need to legalize marijuana and then regulate it so it can be taxed and distributed, you know, in accordance to whatever laws and statutes they start. Okay. What about other recreational drugs? What about drugs that are given for medication, but are abused? What about uh, harder drugs, cocaine, marijuana, or heroin, you know, meth? Mm-hmm. Things like that that are extremely harmful. Um, you know, on one hand, you have, well, just legalize it, tax it. And then the people that abuse it, you know, they'll weed out the population of people that, you know, well, we're going to abuse it anyway. And, you know, why, mm-hmm. you know, why not just let them you know, so, off themselves? So mainly um, dealing with marijuana first and then kind of getting into some of those other drugs. Um I understand what you're saying as far as like knowing where's the the line to stop. And I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to get into that because I have, that's where I have a lot of my information um, that kind of blew my mind and everything. But a lot of what I think about when I, um, when I think about the, the regulation type stuff um, is one of the things is there were, Looking at the, the the stats for according to the FBI crime statistics, there were five hundred and eighty seven thousand people arrested in two thousand sixteen for marijuana related crimes, more than for all violent crimes like murder, rape combined. So, what you're looking at with with just that kind of stuff? Because yes, I understand the fact of if we regulate. You know, we're talking about putting a lot of money into the government's pockets that we're basically making mm-hmm. them rich on the addictions or, you know, vices that we have as as people. But at the same time, we're looking at the fact of right now, people are doing it, whether it's legal or not. You have, there were 600,000 arrests back in 2016. I don't know what those numbers, I didn't see them for, for is that just like possession or, or selling or is that, are those crimes related to the fact of like, People being high or or driving under the influence or you it know be, what, what are those stats? marijuana related crimes so that that could be anything that has to do with marijuana itself a lot of those you're dealing with a minor a minor that has super easy access to a drug that like I said can't go into a store but can easily ask a friend of a friend hey do you have any weed yeah do you have twenty bucks super different scenario there gets busted by it. And now anytime that they get a job, if there's a background check run on it, it says that they were arrested for drug related issues. Now, if you guys have applied for any jobs recently, you know that no one calls you and says, Oh, you know, we want to thank you for coming in, but you're not the person that we're going to choose on this. No, they just don't, they don't call you back mm-hmm. like ever. So you have all these people that, have this kind of thing on their resume. Uh, a business doesn't have to give any reason for not hiring a person for the most part, unless it's like very obvious that it was a, a racial discrimination type thing that a person at the age of 13, 14, 15, even 18, when you're, I did a lot of stupid shit, 18, 19, 20, 30, you know, whatever <laughs> that if that, if that were still on my record from doing that to, to making it harder for me to find a job that, it's a very, very devastating thing. We also, one of the big things um, 
that I think about when when I think about drugs in general is taking a step back and looking at where it's very easy, like I said, to see the the big pharma or the big government fucking over people. What we don't see a lot of times because we are here in the U.S. is the other side of that that is making money now that it's illegal, which is the organized crime, the cartel, the the mob, the gangs, that kind of thing. Those are the people that are making money hand over fist right now, where if we regulate it the other way, yes, it's government and you could choose which is the the worst of the two evil. But <laughs> from what I've been, you know, learning and reading about like, I mean, fuck, you watch like the the narcos, you know, and, and Pablo mm-hmm. Escobar and like the amount of freaking money that's going on there. But then these gangs and, and cartels are notorious notoriously violent and yes a lot of that doesn't fall in our streets and our suburbans where we see the weed being distributed but i mean do do you kind of see what i'm talking about there where it's like the money's going into either one of two hands as long as it's illegal it's going into the criminal it's going to the cartel it's going to the mob hands where the other way you're looking at more the government type things we're like yeah i don't like either option really but i'd i i do feel like i'd rather see it go one way than the other way okay let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. so you when you drive down the street and the speed limit says 55 Mm -hmm. and you go 70 or 80 and you get pulled over for speeding and the cop says you know do you know why I pulled you over? And you go, oh, I don't know, I was maybe speeding. And he was like, you were going 80 and a 55. Here's your ticket. And you go, well, hold on a second. I wasn't hurting anybody. There's nobody around. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm sorry, sir. That's the law. The speed limit's 55. It's, you know, you drive the speed limit or you get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Do you get to go, oh, man, that's so unfair. I can't believe I got a ticket. I can't believe it's on my record. I can't believe I got points on my license. No, you don't. It's the law. So tell me why somebody gets charged with a marijuana crime and it's on their record and they have a hard time getting a job. That's anybody else's problem, but their own. It's not, it's their problem because they disobeyed the law. They broke the law. The law clearly states that you can't, you cannot be in possession of marijuana. You cannot distribute marijuana, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. Okay. So anybody that breaks the law, right. And gets caught doing it and then, gets the, the the penalty of the law and the and the the repercussions of it has no right to say anything or be like oh well it should be legal in the first place i can't believe i got arrested i can't believe i got charged with it i can't believe it was on my record well if you wouldn't have done it in the first place you wouldn't have that problem it doesn't it it's not an ex- my, my point is it doesn't matter your opinion on it it's not an excuse mm-hmm. and and it's definitely not an excuse to make it legal. It's definitely not an excuse to be like, well, it should just be, you know, regulated. And then all of these crimes would go away. Well, okay. Well, there's speed limits. And yet millions of people get ticketed for speeding every year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it is what it is. You know, if you do, if you don't like it, move somewhere where it's legal. You know, now there's states where it's legal and there's plenty of other countries where it is. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the, the freedoms that you have, you know, go somewhere else. And you know, going back to like what I'm, I'm not like 100% for prohibition, but the point is, is that alcohol again does more harm than good. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the the benefits of enjoying a glass of wine or a beer or a cocktail, right, mm-hmm. are far are far 
fewer than the negative side effects of drinking, uh, drinking and driving, being under the influence, spousal abuse, just domestic abuse, um, uh, date rape, uh, anything that like that may happen. Bad, just bad decisions. Yeah. The, shit, the amount of shitty decisions that people have made uh, over the years because they were drunk, right? Just mm-hmm. in general, it, it's not an excuse. And I'm not, I'm not excusing myself from that. No, right? I'm, because, yeah. because I'm guilty of it. But that's my point: is that if if it was illegal, then all of a sudden, that's that's no longer an issue. That's no longer something that's like, oh well, now I have to decide whether I want to do it or not. But no, I think that was illegal. like the whole thing with ending the prohibition was that they found that one people were going to do it anyways, and then two that it caused more harm when it was illegal than it was when it was legal, because you're. You know, like I said, if you look at the example of kids going to, if you're dealing with your own personal kids and you have your kids have a chance to go to a liquor store to try buying alcohol underage or sending them to a drug dealer to go buy drugs, like which of those would you rather your kid do? <laughs> it's like, um, better them try that's to not the question the and get turned away from that. Kind of but thing. that's absolutely not the question. That's like saying, well, uh, your kid's going to either rape somebody or he's going to murder somebody. Which one would you rather do? No, no, no it's they're not both that bad. No, but I'm saying bad. if they, yeah, but if they go to the liquor store, they're going to get turned down because they're going to get carded. They're going to get carded. They're going to get okay. turned down. And, and then you they're going to, if they, if that's the route that they're taking, if my kids are, are choosing to go to the liquor store underage to try to get alcohol, then they're going to do it some other way, right? Like, cause they're clearly on, not on the right path. They're not making, that's what I'm saying. They'll the always correct find decisions. a way. They'll yeah. They're not correcting. Way. They're not correcting the, they're not going down the right path. They're not choosing the correct decisions. My point is, is that you don't just be like, all right, well, you're going to choose the wrong thing. So might as well make it legal. Like what? No. But no, that's the thing. I'm not saying that you make weed legal to these teenagers at that point. But I'm saying like if you have a way to to regulate – like you don't see kids going and they're going like buying booze from drug dealers or anything because it's it's not the same. It doesn't have the same stigma around it that it used to like when it was illegal and stuff like that. Now the way that drugs are, kids – it's easier for kids to get drugs than it is for them to get – the other like alcohol because of the way that alcohol is regulated at this point. I mean, other than maybe if they're raiding their own parents' fridges or something like that, but here's the thing. And, and I mean, I don't know, you can tell me that I'm wrong or not, but at the end of the day, your, your kids are going to make the decisions that they're going to make no matter mm-hmm. what, but you hope that you raise them in the way that they make proper decisions. I didn't. Okay. And this may be a side effect of me, uh, and you know, being raised in a very strict household, but I ultimately made the decisions that I made for myself. I didn't touch a single drop of alcohol mm-hmm. until I was a- after I was 21, until it was illegal. Not a mm-hmm. single drop. I had plenty of opportunities. Lame. I went to college. I mean, I, I I didn't. I actively chose not to because yeah. it because it was illegal. Now you can call me a square. You can call me whatever you want. But the point is, is that I never made that decision so that nothing ever, ever could happen to me during that time that I could then look back and be like, wow, if I wouldn't have done that, my life would not be X, Y, Z. Okay. But and that's bottom been- line. And that, that's with anything. That's with, yes. that's with drugs. That's with alcohol. If you, if you 
raise your kids properly. You mm-hmm. teach them uh, moral standards, moral moral high ground, and you you know you hopefully you raise them in the right way to make the right decisions. They will make mistakes, yes, but you hope that they will not make decisions that will impact their their future in a in a huge way like that. Okay. So the answer isn't the answer isn't what would I rather have them buy alcohol or buy weed. It's not the the answer is I would hope that they would choose to do neither of those things. Yes. Not an alternative, not like, oh, well, one is the other. It's the whole, you know, would we rather have Clinton or would, you, would we rather, rather have Trump? Well, like, well, they're both bad. So like, what do you do? Well, well the ones the, the lesser of two evils? No, you get somebody in there that's actually going to do the country good. No, and, and that's not, the thing. I don't not think like, that, oh, we'll choose one over the other. Yeah. I don't think that they, I don't think I said it correctly when I was saying like, I wasn't trying to say, would you rather your kids purchase alcohol or would you rather them purchase drugs? I was mainly talking about the fact, would you rather them be dealing with a gas station attendee that's telling them, no, they can't get it or dealing with a drug dealer that's behind a gas station. That's what I was meaning with that. But mainly, you know, with the fact of you saying that you weren't doing drugs or anything because of the fact of it being illegal. Like I said, all this, it's the two key words together of legalize and regulate, where if they had the same regulation with weed, let's just, I mean, I don't know all the rules of what they have out in California or Colorado or anything, but let's say it's the same as what they have with, with alcohol here. You would have to be 21 to purchase it. Therefore, you doing it before 21 would have been illegal. So therefore, there wouldn't have been any difference. If they would have had it legal in your state, except you had to be 21 to get it, then you would have done the same thing that you did. You just wouldn't have done it because it would have been illegal because you weren't of age to do it. And so there's not really a difference as as far as that's concerned, because we're still dealing with the fact of, you know, if we're dealing with kids and things, there has to be more of the regulations because they are crazy they do tend to do things that without thinking ahead of what their their future is and everything what i'm more talking about is is almost in some ways having a little bit of of compassion where um doing something stupid doesn't fuck you the rest of your life over something that literally if you were one mile east or west depending on where your state is that the, it wouldn't have been an issue at all. That that kind of thing is, is something I have an issue with. But I would like to, I feel like we, we've stayed on this one topic a lot. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, this is, this is a subject that can go super deep. We could probably talk about this one for six, seven, eight hours and, and <laughs> none of us ever really change where we're coming from. I... I don't think that I'm even the best to be able to kind of explain everything that I would like to explain with it. But I would like to kind of get some ideas on on some of these other factors. Like if we're talking about, I mean, I already know where you stand on marijuana. What about any drug past marijuana? I mean... Hell no. I would assume for you it's I about mean, the same. With Luch, I, I mean, guess, would be the... No, no. Obvious, obviously no. A resounding Wait, are we talking no. about like meth and stuff like that? Or are we talking like about Tylenol? <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're talking about... Hard drugs, right? Psilocybin like mushrooms. Heavy we're talking about acid. We're talking no, no, about um, no. cocaine. We're talking about... Jesus, I mean, a little bit too much on that uh, <laughs> on the left side of that no. way. Well, and, and 
Well, I'll let you. No, he's just bringing it up. He's just bringing oh. it up because it's it's in the same topic of legalize and regulate. Like, but this goes back to what I said originally. Is like, well, where do you draw the line? If you draw it like, oh, well, marijuana is okay, but you know, maybe a little cocaine's not. And it's like, okay, why? Why? So tell me why cocaine is different because you can die and people don't die from marijuana. You can't overdose on marijuana. I mean, no, you can't overdose on marijuana, but you can be too high that you don't go to work and lose your job. You can be too high that you completely disregard your relationship or your, your, your family members. And, you know, you become a, you know, a lazy POS. Like, mm-hmm. so just because you can't OD means that it's okay. Like, and that's why I said, like, you can't just draw the line in the sand of what drugs are okay and what aren't. You, they're either all bad or they're all they're they're all fine. You know, it's it's uh, mind I, it's mind altering substances. It's mind altering substances that you're using to uh, to change your your state of mind, the way that you feel, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, like the severity of it doesn't really matter. You you're you're changing. You're at, literally changing the your chemical your chemical balance the Mm. chemical balance of your brain and it it just it doesn't matter on a scale of like oh well this one is severely harsh and if you take you know just a a, an ounce too much you'll kill yourself versus oh well if you just smoke a little bit too much you'll you know you'll miss your shift of work okay well Mm. they they can have equally devastating consequences you know you might think like oh well you know you miss a shift of work okay well if you're smoking all the time and you're chronically late and you're lazy and blah, 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 whatever it might be, you know, and obviously I'm just going very stereotypical here, but you know, if that happens, maybe, you know, you lose your job and you're like, okay, we well, can get a new job. Well, maybe you can't get one fast enough and you get kicked out of your apartment. Okay. Now you're homeless. And you know, and it's just a domino effect of the things that happen. Why? Because you decided you needed to change your, your mind. You were just a little bit too, uh, you yeah, know, you're too a little bit too high strung on weed itself, and and not really with the the legalization and and regulation of it, because a person could easily do that right now, whether or not it's legal. Right, and they will and the exactly. That, and, but that's the thing is that the more more people don't because it's illegal, right? It's they won't because they'll make that choice to be like, well, it's not worth it because it's illegal. You know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get a, a criminal charge pressed on me just so I can let off some, you know, you know, take the edge off yeah. after a hard week at work. And that's the fact that it is illegal in most places. Basically they keep that, they keep that at bay. And I, I just don't see how that you can throw the, all the drugs into a basket and say, well, this one is fine and it should be legalized and regulated, but the rest need to be completely banned. Like if you're talking about letting it, letting the, you know, the cat out of the cage, let them all out, let them all free, legalize them all. You can go, go down to Rite Aid and pick up heroin. If you want, you can shoot it up in, in your car and then you can spend the rest of your life either cracked out or in jail. Like that's your choice. Yeah, one one of the reasons or the the podcast that I listened to on addiction and one of the things that that really piqued my interest when it came to um this person talking about the the legalization and I think it was maybe not the I think the word that they were using for certain drugs was the decriminalization of certain drugs and there's been um if you look up the decriminalization of drugs in Portugal there has been a massive study on this with the entire country 
decriminalized all drugs. And basically what they kind of set up was, so if you look at, you know, with, with someone, I don't know, maybe, maybe they, they made some mistakes. Now they have a heroin addiction. Their choices for getting clean are few and far between where people look at them like they're pieces of shit. Um, If they go to pretty much anybody for help, there's a high chance that they're going to get thrown in prison. Um, There's, danger in them trying to purchase the drugs. There's all these different terrible things that could happen with a person just trying to get clean. Where basically what Portugal did was they decriminalized some of these harder drugs and basically said, if you come to our clinic, we will give you that drug and a dose from zero to whatever is the maximum you can handle without it killing you. And we're going to monitor you and help you and, you know, things like that. And they set up programs for these people to help them get back on their feet, to get jobs, to, um, you know, all these different kind of things to help these people to kind of get them out of the place that they were at. Um, When you're saying, when you're saying, mm -hmm. when you're saying that they are, they're giving the, the 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 drugs or giving them access to it. Is that so that they can come like they can come down off of it? Like they're giving them like weaning them off of it, so they're giving it to them. Or are they like literally like, hey, I'm addicted to crack. Can I have some? And they just hand it out. Like, the what do you person, mean? They would hand it out to them, but the person had to use it inside the facility. And then what? Had and to stay in the facility to get sober? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they had to stay in there to to sober up or, or what they ended up doing with it. Um, but I mean, basically like, cause what Portugal was kind of looking at with this is, is have you guys heard the, um, the study that was done called rat park? No. no. Um, so basically what they had was a, um, you know, there was a, a big study that was done. I think it was back in the seventies where they had, um, a rat in a cage with a water bottle full of water and then a water bottle with heroin in it. And time after time after time, the rat would try the heroin and end up just using it to the point that it would OD and die. And so that's where we got a lot of our original ideas on that drugs are addicting and drugs will take over your life. And you will eventually, if you have them, you will overdose and die. And then Um, there was a study that was done where they kind of started picking apart that study and go, okay, so you're talking about a rat that was stuck in a cage and had two choices and that was it. So like if think about a prisoner being stuck in solitary confinement and they have either water they could take or they can have heroin and those are their two choices. So this guy's like, all right, well, let's, let's try looking at this from another angle. So he built what was called rat park. So he had in Rat Park, they had um, areas that they could exercise, wills to play on. They had female rats that they could mate with. They had food. They had all these different things that the rats could do. And basically, the rats, while they would try the, the drug or whatever on occasion, zero rats overdosed during the entire like year-long study. None of the rats ever killed themselves or anything. And so they started looking at the fact of it not being – you know, the rat's not taking the drug as much because of the drug itself, but more of the environment that it was in. You're talking about one rat being stuck in a solitary confinement, kind of shitty life, and taking drugs till it died. And these other ones where their life was all right, and they weren't killing themselves with drugs. And so that's why Portugal started kind of trying out this study, was what they wanted to to look at was 
you know, instead of all the hatred going towards the drug that people were using was more looking at why are so many people using this drug? What can we do to help get their lives in a better place? And so like, yes, with the, the United States, it is a massive, massive place, especially in, in, in size to, to Portugal. Um, Cause I think the, the, Two countries that have done it are Sweden and Portugal right now that have done the decriminalization and are having massive changes within their countries. And a lot of it is coming from the way that they're looking at things and more looking at the people with the addictions um, as people that are needing help rather than as criminals, which is the way that we look at a lot of, of these drugs. And that's why, like, one of the reasons that I, I find this topic, the whole legalization and regulation topic really fun is because it's it's a really a mind expanding process. Because when you originally when you look down on it, you know, and we're you get to just like looking at alcohol itself. You know, we could all see that alcohol, like God, watch a person get drunk. They're the most annoying fucking person on the planet. They do stupid mm-hmm. shit. Like car accidents like crazy, liver cirrhosis like crazy. Like there's all these different crappy things that come from it. You know, same thing, pot, there's all kinds of crap that comes from that. Looking at other drugs, you know, we're going to get into, you know, prostitution and gambling and those kind of things. And we can definitely see where things like that can ruin people's lives. But what I'm talking about is almost just taking, just backing up and backing it like you're on Google Earth. And instead of being zoomed into a particular like, you know, state or suburb or you know whatever um zooming back to where you see the whole planet where we want to get the the whole picture of how things are being run how things are being handled because like i said i i would agree with you that i mean me for the most part i don't like anything messing with me i don't do any drugs i've tried a little bit of everything over the course of my life just to Basically, I wanted to know what that was like. I was curious and I wanted to try it out. None have I stuck with ever. I don't like anything. Drinking, I will do socially on occasion, typically once a month. I'll have a beer or something if I go to a concert or to a a sporting event or something. So I'm not even a, a big drinker. But I look at things, especially watching, you know, I, I like the older films like on the the prohibition and stuff and and to me like when I watch those and you see that that was how organized crime got started where if you think of of, of just alcohol if it's legal and it's distributed and people can have it you know a lot of people they just like having a beer or something like that during the prohibition it was like okay I'm not going to risk my life and going to prison over taking a 12 pack to somebody so that's like what was the popular thing during the prohibition it was the fucking moonshine. It was how can we fit as much fucking alcohol into this as possible? There's also, there's, there's no one regulating it. When you were getting the, the jar of moonshine out of the back of someone's car, who knows what the hell was in there? You had no idea. We're now, we know the FDA goes through all of our alcohol, all the beer, everything. It has ingredients listed on the side. You know that they're reputable companies. If I go to Kroger and I purchase it, I know what I'm getting. Whereas if, if alcohol were illegal, I have I have zero idea what I'm getting. I'm getting a mason jar full of something that someone is telling me is moonshine. And I could take a sip of it and I could die instantly. And yes, that could be my fault because I'm doing something illegal. But at the same time, like it's I I feel like 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't see why, if I'm a grown adult wanting to do something, why someone else should be able to tell me what to do. Now, I'm not saying that everything should just be a free free for all, just go out there and, and go buck wild. I, I like the regulation the same way with guns. Like I said, I'm on the same page with you guys as far as guns, where I believe that everyone should have the right to have one. Except if you're certain people, people with felonies, people with massive mental disorder, you know, different things like that, that are regulated to try to keep them from, from having these guns. And that's the same kind of way that I feel like, like if, if I'm at a sporting event and I want to have a beer, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I don't want someone to be able to tell me that I can't. And, and to other people, I know people that weed is like that to them, that they would rather have that. And I feel extremely hypocritical, um, you know saying that one is worse than the other because with with that i am no scientist i have not seen the studies on a person's body and i honestly i haven't done the research on how the you know the statistics have gone in in colorado and and you know california and i mean now i think there's like 13 different states that it's legalized in that to me it's I feel like it, it's kind of growing to that point and I'm all for the regulation of it. I don't think that it's for kids even at this point, you know, like, I mean, kids today, they're still going to sneak out. And I mean, I didn't wait till I was 21 to have my first drink of alcohol, just like most kids aren't. If weed is legal at 21, they're not waiting till 21 before they're doing weed for the first time. But at least, you know, we can have some kind of regulation and we can start getting things out of the hands of, more of the criminals and kind of taking them down different paths. Um, let me, let me, let, here's the thing, right? So in, I forget in what state this just passed, but now it's illegal in some states or one state in particular. I think it's, uh, it's one of the Northern states, Pennsylvania or something like that, where it's actually illegal to smoke in a car with the children, with a child or children below the age of six. Mm-hmm. So tell me why. At the age of six, a child becomes capable of inhaling cigarette smoke into their lungs without harm. So tell me what genius oh, thought yeah. that up and passed that law, right? <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah. If it's not illegal at all, and if the, the, the parent's head doesn't get punched in by somebody because they think that that's okay to not have the windows down at the very least and it. And if they can't just control the fact that they need to have a cigarette in general until the kids get out of the car, then I don't even know what. But the fact that we passed a law, they're like, no, you need to wait until at least six. And then you can, you know, you can ruin their lungs after that. Wait till they're fully developed and then ruin them. So do you know what the law was before that? Yeah, it was legal. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, is is what you're saying here? Is it going in? I'm trying to get your perspective on it because yes, no, I, I agree that it's, it's that's completely that's completely pointless. That's my point is that this is the kind of legislation and regulation that we're going to see. It was just passed in Florida that that smokable marijuana is is legal for medicinal purposes, and I think you can have something like what the heck is it? I didn't. It's it's a lot of weed anyway. Yeah, the, the, I don't remember what the gram is or whatever or ounce, um, but it's a lot that you can have on your person. At mm-hmm. one time now, this is the kind of legislation that we're going with. So like, yeah, it's just for medicinal purposes, but apparently it's really easy to get a medicinal card. <laughs> you mm-hmm. go in and tell them you have anxiety oh, and yeah. that, you know, you, you, you suffer from stress and they're like, here you go. 
yeah, you pay for the card, blah, blah, blah. But now you can just get it just to get it. I mean, oh, yeah, I have it. Yeah, I mean, I get anxious a lot. My point is, is that we can't be trusted. Humanity as a, as, as a whole cannot be trusted with these substances. We've proven it time and time and time again. Yeah, we but you're talking about having to, make... to remove these things from the planet Earth. Because, I mean, like you said, it's not no. legal. If, you, if, if medicinally you don't need it, it's not legal for you to have it. But you're saying it's Yeah, but you can make it up and just say like, oh, well, I have anxiety. How are they going to prove that you don't? Exactly. So they're breaking the law and getting it. Right. So, I mean, I understand. So, yeah, they're breaking the law. So, like, it's it's the same as if it's 100% illegal. If it's yes. 100% illegal right. or if it's medicinally, people are still going to get it. So, having it regulated as well as possible, I think, is is what you would overall aim for. Because you're not getting rid of it completely. And having it illegal the way that it is now is just ridiculous. Because I could tell you, like, I could probably leave and be back here in 30 minutes and I could have weed on me. Like, and it's completely illegal in my state, but it wouldn't take me any more than 30 minutes and 20 bucks to be back here sitting at my computer talking to you guys before a podcast ended with weed. Like that's how readily available it is. I mean, I I guess that's my point though. That's my point is that it's illegal now Mm -hmm. and that's how readily available it is. And you think that it's going to be, it's going to go down if, if it's legal and and regulated? No, absolutely not. It's going to skyrocket up, and the negative side effects are going to be widely more visible. And that's I, I don't know. We can't, be, we can't be trusted with this stuff. Skyrocket up though. I I don't see how you can. You just told me that you could get get it within thirty minutes, and it's illegal in your state. How fast do you think you're going to be able to get it once it's legal? Exactly, but that's I mean, the thing. Though, but that doesn't change the choice it, of whether or not I have it right now. Like if I wanted to get it, I could get it. That's what I'm saying. Like there's there's no difference in it being legal in my state right now. All it does, illegal, all, all it does is it, it opens up to the people that wouldn't get it because it's illegal. Now yeah. they can. Yeah. Both of you, shut your beautiful mouths. Yes. All right, please, Luke. <laughs> so so seat. so I don't. I I kind of disagree with you there, Jack. And the reason why I say that is so right. Josh is readily available to him. He can go find a drug dealer. He can go buy it. But the thing is, is that if it's regulated, right, the government has their hand in it. If it goes into large corporate hands, okay, uh, right now there's there's like a monopoly on it. You know, people can charge whatever they want for it. They can charge as high or they can charge as low for it, right? Mm-hmm. But when it becomes regulated, when it becomes taxed, w- let's say Walmart. Walmart starts going into Wally's <laughs> Weed World, right? <laughs> and it's super cheap and it's not bad. Right? Why, why, would, why would you go to your drug dealer who's selling it to you illegally when you can go buy it legally for cheaper at the store? And they can sell it in smaller quantities, right? Mm-hmm. You, could, you could buy you know one session worth of it for maybe like $2.50 at Walmart, right? Well, and also it's, it's like the moonshine thing. You know what you're getting when you're getting it from a yeah. store where well, they would on. have it regulated. Just, 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 just. Mm, yes. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> okay. So – so and I and while it might skyrocket, Jack, I think it would skyrocket legally, and you would see a lot of people not buying from their sources anymore. And when they don't buy from their sources anymore, you know that's where it's like, you know, a win for the war on drugs, right? 
Mm-hmm. Because, okay. you know, most drug dealers, you know, they can still make their money off, you know, heroin, cocaine, you know, shrooms. But a lot of them, they make a good, healthy amount of money off marijuana. And when you completely annihilate that marketplace, because now it's legal, government's in on it, corporations are in on it. You know, they're selling it for cheaper and they're regulating it and they're able to, you know, guarantee like, hey, you know, there's no roofies in this. Like – why 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 the hell would anybody go to their drug dealer after that? I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, maybe you could, you know, hand ties, but then eventually, you know, when you start paying, you know, 10 bucks for the same amount that you could get at Walmart for 250, eventually it's going to be like, "Hey man, look, you know, I'm kind of running short on dough this month, so I actually already got my, you know, I already got my uh my squeeze over at uh at Walmart." You know, sorry mm-hmm. dude. And like it that's uh, I feel like once it becomes legalized and regulated and then it becomes more of a, you know, corporate thing, you'll see a lot less of the illegal part of it going away. Or, well, you'll see a lot of the illegal part of it going away. All the people who are not registered, you know, drug dealers. All it changes is that the the cops can't charge people that have it on them. That's, all that, that's, not, that's not the case, though. There's so yeah. much more that changes because of it. No, I'm talking again, about. Again, I'm talking well, about. For, I'm, I'm talking about crime, like crime wise, like police wise. No, and, and Jack, like you know, you you can't. Police officers can't arrest you for smelling weed, right? They smelling smell weed, weed on you. Yeah, they can't no. arrest you for it, right? They can't arrest you for being high either. But you know, if they do, you know, if you get regulated for being, you know, if you're driving while high, you know, that's same thing as a DUI. If you're, you know, if uh, you're smoking weed. Uh, outside, like, you know, same thing with alcohol. You can only drink alcohol inside a restaurant, you know, or with inside fair lines. You know, I feel like having designated, you know, places of smoking is 100% not a bad thing to do either. Um, If you regulate it and you legalize it to the point where you can't just do it constantly, uh, you know, as you want, but there's rules behind it. I don't. I don't see what the problem. It's be. impossible to regulate it in the way that you're saying. Well, well, I don't know. I, I mean, are you so happy with how all. the the laws are right now concerning thing? I mean, do you think if we just stayed exactly the way that we are now, that we'd be fine, or do you think it needs to be harsher penalties? I think against it needs it? to be. I personally think it needs to be rolled back the other way. It's it's a, it's completely unnecessary recreationally. One hundred percent unnecessary. Yeah, so so you're saying like if we went back to like whatever it was in the 90s when it was completely illegal, it should be. I know, and again, don't get me wrong, it should be used medicinally. Uh, Nicole's dad used used it or mm-hmm. still is using it for, uh, you know, for for his uh, for for a lot of different things for his his health, right? And uh, that's completely fine. Like, I mean. It's if it's medicinal and it's needed, then you know if it's diagnosed by a doctor and and it can help, then by all means, like why not use it? Um, but recreationally, what is the point? Well, guys, what's the point of alcohol? I agree. I'm with you. Again, so I'm, I'm telling you so that what I'm, would yeah. your optimal situation be then? I mean, because any anything that's anything anything that is mind altering, mm-hmm. right? That is recreational. It, there is zero zero point to it. All it does is it feeds it feeds addictions, it feeds bad habits, it wastes your money, right? 
money that you could be saving, you could be spending to better your life, but instead you're choosing to waste it on taking the edge off, man. Yeah, but so far most everything is illegal. And in your state, recreationally, it's illegal. So do you think it's working? Yes. Yeah, because the people that are using it, they're doing it illegally and they make one wrong wrong move or have it on them and that's that's that. <laughs> you know? And then they'll complain about oh, this but it's legal other places. Well, it's it's not and it shouldn't be. Hmm. <laughs> I think we're going to win tonight, Josh. I don't know. We had it's some about, bad Apex so much, games tonight. <laughs> it's not so much about it's not so much about winning it, right? I mean, it's like the idea is is that you know you're asking you're asking my opinion on it. You're, you're mm-hmm. it, I'm going I'm going to stand my ground and defend myself. I'm not going to just be like, oh man, maybe now, let's you're talk right. about maybe the main illegal. issue. Why is weed so popular nowadays? And you want to know why? Fucking social media. You think so? Yeah, fuck yeah, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Oh no, probably a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's like anything. It's People do what they think is cool, what they think is trendy, what they see other people doing. Mm-hmm. Follow the trends. They follow their friends. They that rhymed. The point is, is this is if it was if it was regulated in the opposite direction of where it's going now. I'm not saying that like you know you have weed on you, you need to be like charged as a a felon, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it needs to be like that. But fines, uh, you know on your record, you know, things, things like that can maybe community service, even things like that really make you think about the choices that you're making. Not so much like, Oh, well we need to put you in jail because you had marijuana on you. Like that's, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Right. But the point is, is that again, there is, you can't tell me outside of medicinal uh, benefits. You can't give me a reason why, it should be allowed other than the fact that it, that it exists or the fact that I'm a grown man and I don't want another grown man telling me what I can and can't do. Because if you think, I mean, and I think that we've gone over that, that before, yeah. there's not a single politician that I've seen that has pierced ears, um, pierced anything for the most part, tattoos, speaks the same way that I do, listens to the same kind of music that I like. Like most of them, if they saw me, would think I was a, a just a complete piece of shit. They were like, who is this scum <laughs> that has tattoos and listens to heavy metals and has piercings and, you know, hail Satan? Like f- this person should be completely banned. If, yeah, if and that's they, and they're wrong. And they're wrong for thinking that. Exactly. So it's like... Okay, so what does that have to do with drugs? So what I'm saying is where do you draw that line? At what point do they go, that's... Because, I mean, think of how much... If you just sit down and turn on a CD and have that just pulse through your mind, the, the emotional effects that it has on you, the way that it gets your brain to think and different things, that, I mean, that's like a drug. I mean, maybe it doesn't impair you to the fact that while you're doing it, you can't drive a car in the same way. But at the same time, <laughs> it's not mind altering. It's, it's I'm sorry. Oh, maybe not to you, not, but to me, it it is. And so, like I'm saying, that in one way, there's a person that's standing here going, "You can have okay, I'll allow you to have heavy metal music, but I'm not going to allow you to 
to have that's not that, that you can't make that that connection you can, because you where, can. there's a you million can't. different things that you have to choose from and you have to legalize or regulate no in the country saying listening to music or a specific type of music that does not change the chemical balance of your brain i can't go to you and be like and and test you and go well josh has been listening to metal again and no, uh he's not about- trusted to behind a heavy machinery like that's not how it works no and so if someone does if someone smokes weed and they get behind a car and they kill somebody then yes you should be punished for that because you're d- driving under the influence but yes you're talking but if about it was, if i'm uh, sitting here in my room right now and i were to smoke weed and be here in my room right now and not do anything that would have a short-term effect on myself but i can go out there and i can pay someone to draw on my skin that will last until i die and that's okay yeah. to do like yeah, it it's okay make- to do because it's it's okay to do because that choice does not affect anybody. And you might think that like so okay, smoking weed, weed in my room, smoking weed in your room might not have an effect on you. And maybe the first time, maybe it doesn't. Maybe the second time, it it doesn't. But you're literally physically changing the chemical balance of your brain, and you cannot tell me that that does not have lasting effects. It does. It's yeah. not. It, that's that's it's literally impossible. You're changing the the, the actual physical makeup of your brain right Mm -hmm. getting a tattoo on your body that's your choice cutting your hair dyeing your hair getting a piercing in your face listening to certain kind of music doing xyz all of those are personal choices that do not affect other people around you and the politician can look at you and go you're a piece of shit you have you know you look like a freak and you can look at him and go well you look like a middle-aged white guy that lives in suburbia you're a piece of shit you're Mm -hmm. a freak i bet you've never uh, you know, I bet you have sex with your wife missionary and that's it. Like, I don't know, whatever. Like yeah. the, the whole point is, is like everybody's going to judge each other anyway. But the, but those things have nothing to do with the the uh, substances that we're talking about that will actually physically change the, the, the makeup of your brain and cause all kinds of other things. It's a domino effect. Whether you think that like, OK, smoking a little bit of weed here is fine. No big deal. But it's the the grand scheme of things because you might be an upstanding citizen and you might only use it just a little bit whenever you need to like relax at home and get in the tub. But 99% of people that are going to smoke it, that are going to use it, are not going to act that way. And if it was not around, that number drastically goes down. And I know that, yes, you're going to say people still do it anyway. They do it now and it's illegal. Yes, they do it now and it's illegal and they'll do it. If it was legal, those people still do it. But opening it up to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to go down. The use doesn't go down once you open it up to everybody. According the to the department, uh, 21.2% of Colorado high school students surveyed in 2015 had used marijuana during the preceding 30 days, down from 22% in 2011, the year before voters statewide approved recreational cannabis use by adults 21 and older. So in Colorado, when they legalized it, six years later, six years later, they did another test. So they went from 2011 when it was legalized or right before it was legalized. It was at 22 percent of high school students had said that they had used it in the past 30 days. In 2015, four years later, they saw a point eight percent decrease. So even eight percent, probably because the people, those people got old and left. The college kids left the state. Well, I'm just saying, like, so you're you're throwing out things based on what you said that you think that 
use would go up if it were legalized. And what I'm there's saying right no, here is, no, is this right there here is no way. 0.8% six years later, you're trying to tell me that that's, that that's solid evidence that it wouldn't go. I guarantee you if they did that same test that next year, that it would have been triple the percentage. Instead of 22%, it would be 63%. Okay. Well, and that's why like if we're going to like throw out different things like that, we need to have numbers present because there is definitely, there are numbers done for Colorado, for California and stuff like that discussing all this. But I think we've we've beat a, a dead horse enough for tonight <laughs> because it's, I mean, like I said, it's a lot of what we're saying right now is based off of personal opinions and not going yeah. off the facts. And what we have right no, now based on different countries running these kind of tests, like I said, looking up the Portugal decriminalization of drugs and reading up on that study is mind blowing and fascinating. The amount of people that were able to get helped and get off of drugs so, because of that compared to what we do here, where we just, you know, throw you in prison for the rest of your life. So I'm going to go, I'm going to bring a little bit of my childhood and get a little religious on your guys' ass real quick. Perfect, Jack, you might, uh, you might, you might, you, you'll probably be familiar with some of this kind of stuff too. So Josh, you're talking about tattooing, you know, and everything like that mm-hmm. and about how, you know, having to stay in the mind. You know, in the Bible, you know, you got Leviticus 19.28, which says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh f- for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Nowhere does it say you shall not smoke some bomb-ass herb. All right? <laughs> uh, I, would like, get- I would also like to counter that before you continue, that in, the, in Revelation, if you're going to throw Bible verses out, oh, bring in, it. Re- in Revelation, <laughs> it, talks about, it talks about seeing the Lord with his name tattooed on his forehead and on his thigh. So we're talking about old Testament and you know, in the old Testament, it also says not not to wear. It it also says in the old Testament that you're not allowed to wear garments of two separate types of material. So, well, that's just, that's just, why would you, I mean, I got my, I got my cotton pants, my cotton shirt. I don't yeah. know what the fuck you guys are doing. But, All I'm saying you know, is that uh, you, you want to throw out Old Testament things. You better put, better say them in context because uh, a lot of that doesn't have any You got Revelation 22, you know, and the leaves of the plant are for the healing of the nations. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then you have in uh, Cannabis 3562 uh, where it says Cannabis thou shalt. 35. <laughs> Thou shalt smoke that dank kush. And, yeah. then, and, then, and then you've got no scope a 420 that says um, uh, you, sh- you shall not pull the trigger on thine, on thine friendly. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I do agree that um, I think that our points have been made and I don't see us coming to And it's to about a, time uh, you finally realize that you're wrong, Jack. You know, <laughs> Josh and I, you know, we really we really definitely well, I uh, that, until I make my PowerPoint slide with actual numbers from the Census Bureau and stuff like that. And even then I don't think Jack's gonna believe no, me. No, but, I won't. I won't. I absolutely would not. Because I mean I understand. Like and that's it's very easy to go, oh yeah, if we made this legal, people would use it. But just statistically proven with nearly everything that we've done this with that it doesn't get to that way. I mean, everything across time we've seen from, you know, alcohol, from drugs, from, you know, things like getting onto to prostitution. Now there's 
different countries and, and places that are have tried these different things. There are plenty of countries that have legalized prostitution and have a system about it. And when you look at that compared to the criminal numbers, as far as the, the sex trafficking and, you know, kidnapping and different things like that, that their, their numbers are insanely different, you know? So let me, um, that's, let me that's ask one you, that I'd like to get you guys. Uh, well, well, well before we move it, we, before we move into prostitution, cause I mm-hmm. do want to, I do have thoughts on that. Uh, I do want to ask you a question, right? So mm-hmm. this, cause, cause logically I just can't wrap my head around the fact that you think that, the use would go down and not up. So, so tell, all right. So here, get this. And it would go down. I think right. it would be no, exactly no, no. the same. No, l- l- listen, listen to this. All right. I'm going to give you a scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. I buy a pizza. Okay. I buy a pizza for five. Well, I buy pizzas in general for five people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I say, only you five are allowed to eat this pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's in the cafeteria. And maybe about 15 minutes later, I say, all right, I just announce it. All right, anybody in this room can have pizza. Do you think that the number of people eating the pizza would go up, down, or stay the same? I understand what you're saying there, and I okay. Don't no, think answer the question. Simple, answer the question. I think answer the question. Immediately, you're going to have an increase. Immediately, you're going to have an increase, right? It's going to go from five people eating up to until there's no pizza left right but that's that, saying that, the, that the five people when you said that only you five people could have it are the only people that are actually getting it when really if you let those five people in you go okay only you five are allowed to have it the other 50 people that are waiting outside someone else that's not the cafeteria lady is giving them the pizza out there so all of a sudden you go okay now you guys can all have it they're like that's cool we we already ate some outside before we know but in this scenario those five people that are eating the pizza are the ones doing it illegally but that's saying that if you could 100% that only the five people that were allowed to have it could have it in a perfect scenario, in a perfect world, then yes, your scenario makes sense. But the no, fact that I'm, literally everybody no. that's waiting outside the cafeteria that's not allowed to have it is still eating pizza outside. Maybe they're having, I don't know, Little Caesars, the cheaper, crappier version. No. Because uh, you're missing the point. No, no, you're hundred. Exactly no, you're hundred. Right. No, you're hundred percent missing the point. The five people are the five people in this scenario. That I'm saying are eating pizza. That includes the people that are doing it illegally and illegal and legally. The ones outside not eating the pizza. Those are the ones that aren't doing it because either of choice or because it's illegal. No, and so as so soon as you make it legal, you. those people are also joining the people that are doing it legally and illegally. I don't. Know. It, with me personally, I think anyone at this point that wants to try pot or has like. If you have a desire to try it, you've already done it, whether or not. Like, if it were legal tomorrow, that's not going to affect my choice of whether or not I go get it tomorrow or not. Like, 0% with me. I think most of the people that have tried it or have wanted to try it have already tried it. That's. I, I think it's so readily available that you can literally be at a friend's house party and have someone go, hey, do you want to hit? And you're like, uh, yeah, I'll try it. I've never tried it before. Or, no, I'm good. That it's that it's that easy to have it that anyone that's wanted to try it has tried it. And just the fact of if tomorrow it's legal, like if if there are any spikes in the stuff in California or Colorado or the other states that have it, it's from people in non-legal states traveling to those states to be able to get their hands on it. Because in the state that they're in, they could be thrown in jail over doing the same exact thing that just saying that it's legal. If anyone actually wants to do it, they could do it. 
Like that's that's just my personal opinion about it. Just because that's how I would feel. If it were legal tomorrow, I wouldn't go out and buy it. Just because I know that it's not something that I really care about doing. But that's just me. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, um, moving on to your uh, your prostitution uh, question, prostitution uh, gambling, any other type thing or anything else that that you think is should be taken off the docket or added to the docket. Is there anything else that you're like, man, why the hell is this illegal? This should, you know, I mean, look, prostitution, it's, you know, if you want to talk about it, people are going to do it anyway, people are going to do it anyway. So like, why not actually make it a taxable profession? Um, you know, these people are working and they're doing it as it is. And, and it just doesn't make sense anyway, because prostitution is technically just porn without a camera. Um, so I mean, I mean, like honestly, you know, like the the whole scandal with the, the New England Patriots owner, like who cares, dude? Mm. Like the guy's old. Like if he has to go pay for it, let him go pay for it. You know, if there's somebody that's willing to like make a hundred dollars, <laughs> let him make a hundred bucks off the guy. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. You know, he's 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 getting his name dragged through the mud, and he's going to be have charges pressed against him because he, you know. Wanted a wanted a little pleasure. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. You know, Which, and that and that and that's completely a uh, you know that's not has nothing to do with you know affecting other people. That's personal. You know, that's to me that's the same as like getting a tattoo. You know, if that's what, if that's the route you want to take, you want to spend your money that way. Mm-hmm. By all means. Yeah, because isn't there like a there is one brothel still left, right? Over in uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas has it, it. Prostitution is completely legal over there. I mean, it's regulated. I don't know all their their laws behind it, but I believe in the city of Las Vegas that prostitution is one hundred percent legal. I don't think so. I'm not mistaken. Chives. What do you mean? So you think there's only like one brothel that you can get it in? Well, from what? Because I had a, uh, my uh, my old coworker told me about it. Um, what is it called? Like Bunny Ranch or something like that in Las yeah. Vegas? Because he would go there to Las Vegas a lot. I have never. I don't know if he specifically been... went to the Bunny Ranch, but prostitution is not legal in all of Nevada. No, no, but in Vegas, it is not. Vegas isn't like Washington D.C. It's not. It's it's open. illegal. It's illegal in the following counties: Clark, Douglas, Eureka, Lincoln, Pershing. Prostitution is also illegal in. Uh, Carson City and Las, Ve- Las Vegas falls into Clark County. So let's see. It, there is a, there, there not, is. Nevada. Nevada is the only state in the United States, though, that it is legally permitted in some form, and that it's uh, in that it's can operate under brothels. Okay, so if you okay, so so maybe that's the thing is you can't just have hookers standing on the street wanting to get in, but you could have multiple brothels like the Bunny Ranch. So yeah, and they're not. They're, yeah, they're no. There's more than one, uh, and they're they're uh, far away from like major cities. It's mm-hmm. only out in like the rural, yeah, areas. Let me see. Let me All right, see. so Luch, Luch, continue with your thoughts on it. What do you mean, my thoughts on it? On prostitution and the fact of whether or not it should oh, be that, legal that shit has to be highly regulated. Mm-hmm. Highly regulated in what way? Hell yeah! Why? Hey, they got to be checked out. 
What do you mean? It's just like any job. It's background checks. Obviously, for that would be it's be like it's like sex work. It's like mm-hmm. porn. I mean, they have to be tested and all that regularly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you go and try to find a prostitute on the street now. Who knows what she's riddled with or he? Well, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I think that that it's one of those that this was one that that really stands out to me just because of of thinking about it kind of from this standpoint. We're like right now if. I were to drive down the street and I see a hooker standing on the side of the road. We got to sneak into some kind of hotel or in my car behind a dumpster, whatever. I don't know what's all going on there. We're like having some type of, of big business regulation where the money that I'm paying is going towards making sure that there are clean sheets that don't have, you know, STDs from another person on it, that there is, you know, forms of birth control if we need it, that there's testing that's done, that's making sure, especially the security of the women. I mean, most of all, if you look up anything with prostitution, you will find that most all of it currently comes from human trafficking. Almost yeah. all of it comes from human trafficking because there, there, there is a bad stigma behind prostitution. But the fact of if you get on freaking Instagram, you can see girls that are borderline prostitutes, like uh-huh. day in day out. Go and check out my my Snapchat, and you know if given the right circumstance, that they go fuck you want to pay me $500 to do something? Uh, yeah, let's do it. But now if they're doing it, they're doing it behind closed door. You know, like there's unless they're going through the methods themselves to make sure they have a friend there to protect them or anything like that. There's so much like up in the air with it. But like I said, you know, with, with a lot of these kind of things, um, like I'm not on any kind of side saying that I'm a fan of, of cocaine, of heroin, of, of alcohol even, or anything, or even of prostitution, but just the fact of so much when I feel like it's illegal that there's underground workings of these things that are so much sketchier and terrible that if we can try to do what we can to kind of bring things to light to to work on regulating things and i understand that it's so much that depends on the government holding up its end of the bargain and and making the right decision with things which I don't think any of us have very much faith in them whatsoever. But when it comes from taking the power away from the coyotes, taking the power away from the cartels, taking the power, you know, away from the mob, the pimps. street gangs and the pimps and those kind of things and trying to work things through legitimate businesses where le- less people are butchered or have limbs cut off or branded are taken away from families and sold into slavery or, you know, whatever. Like what? I mean, look at, look at human trafficking numbers and the amount of people I had the number pulled up in front of me a second ago, but it was like the amount of people that are taken from Mexico uh, as far as young women, children, are taken from that and into prostitution where it's like, because there, there's such a underground need for that kind of thing. Where if you had an, in each big city that you had nice facilities that you can go to, I mean, you can fucking go to a strip club right now, but, and you can, or you can go to a massage joint and they can touch every single part of your body except for one or maybe two. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy that we, we have these kind of things. So if, especially when you have willing participants, 
Because that's the thing. I, I don't ever want to see there be unwilling participants in any of these kind of scenarios. And I think that's, that's a big thing with the, the prostitution is worrying that someone is doing something outside of what they want to do or, or anything like that. And that is 100% against what I like. I mean, if, if you get anything from what I've talked about tonight, it's the fact that I want people to be able to do whatever the hell that they want to do. As long as, you know, other people aren't getting really fucked over from, from you doing well, it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I think that I was going to say, I mean, why, why make all of this stuff legal when we can just hire more police <laughs> or like hire more detectives or like Perfect. crack down more on the criminals? I wanted like, you to, I wanted you to ask this question because I had a perfect example to, to tell you about. Are you familiar with Los Zetas? No. Okay. So, of course, we have had many, many issues with drug trafficking from Mexico over to the United States. Mm -hmm. The United States spent $250 million having the United States military train a special drug unit that they were going to send into Mexico to take over and basically destroy the drug trafficking that was getting across the border. 100% of the Zetas all abandoned their post and switched over to the drug cartel side. So we spent $250 million training these people. So now here they are, highly trained military officers that are now all working. They, They basically, they went in, they massacred all the cartels and have billions of dollars sitting in these houses along with the drugs and the know-it-all of how they are running their operations. And they basically. Okay. When did this happen? Uh, hold on. I had it pulled up. And and window. there's gotta be something else with that. Cause first of all, that sounds like a fairy tale. Second of all, if that really did happen, I doubt the government would have ever released that information as public. It's uh, the Los Zetas. It happened years active or 1999. Yeah, there's definitely something to me, sketchy. But it yeah. sounds to me that they hired uh, they hired you know Jimmy and his and his crew that was already selling dope in you know Mexico no, I mean, City. Do, do, have and you then, guys watched the new um, the was it the Triple Frontier on Netflix? No, I haven't watched that yet. Okay, so so basically with this, I mean, you're looking at people in the military right now. I mean, what what do people in the military as a grunt? What do you make per year? Thirty thousand, maybe with some benefits, maybe thirty five thousand, something like that. And they're know. kicking in doors of people like Pablo Escobar down there in New Mexico when they're fighting against these drug kingpins that are, you know, stacked with I mean billions and billions of dollars lining walls. And I mean, fucking Escobar had like hippos and shit down in his little pool and he owned like houses all over the place like it's we're we're trying to fight a army that is so big and powerful that we can't throw enough manpower at it and so trying to fight it the same kind of way is i mean it's proven over the years that it's not working and so yeah. that's why I think coming up with a different strategy on how to work against it 
I mean, the, the whole way that we took down the organized crime with, with liquor and the moonshine runners was we basically started regulating the business. We made it legal. We regulated the business. And those organizations fizzled out or changed what line of work that they were in. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that, you know, policing it and uh, cracking down on it is a better option than just being like, okay, yeah, you know, you're going to yeah, do it anyway. Well, so just go ahead. Unfortunately, that will never become a thing because, like, the police already get enough trouble as it is with fucking our <laughs> my generation. Yeah. All right, now we're getting into a whole nother discussion. Oh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the final boss was that topic coming up and rearing its ugly head, and then us us uh, stifling it where it's <laughs> where it sits. <laughs> we'll have to touch on that in another to- another time. Uh, this has been enlightening. And by enlightening, I mean, I am exactly where I was at the beginning of the uh, Mm. debate. And uh, I, uh, at the end of the day, I just hope that you can uh, understand where I'm coming from as, I mean, I can see where you're coming from and readily not agree. No. And that's, that's the thing. I completely understand where you're coming from with everything that we've discussed tonight, because these are things, like I said, that. I've spent a lot of time thinking about these different things, about doing the self-reflection in myself on why do I feel this way about this thing, but I don't feel this way about this other thing. And trying to make sure that I'm not ever hypocritical about anything or going, "I, I like this, so I think that this should be legal where, I mean, people are so incredibly different that it's very hard for me without, you know, I, I'm stupid. Like I really, if <laughs> if, if you want to ask me the names of all the, the League of Legend characters and the names of all their ults, I can probably get most of those right. But if you're asking <laughs> me about like laws or t- statistics of other states, like I don't know that shit. So yeah. I, I hope that there are the people that are making these decisions. I hope that they're making the right ones. And I just they're not. hope that, you know, <laughs> that, that we as just, citizens are always doing you know our part to do what research and and that we can and just having kind of a an open mind towards things you know but at at the end of the day i mean i i think that i mean what episode are we on right now 25 25 that i think that we have shown over this amount of time that our main goal and what we really want for everyone is for everyone to be happy and healthy out there. And that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's the same way with you can have two parents that love their kids to fucking death. And one of them wants to raise the kids one way and another one wants to raise the kids another way. It does not mean that they care any less about humans as a society or their kids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just means that they just have different ideas and ways about doing things. So even though, you know, me and Jack and Luch, we we may, you know, disagree on some of these subjects, we still, you know, want everyone to be happy and healthy in their lives as much as, as they possibly can. You know, we just may have different methods to our madness. And that's something that I, I think is, is going to happen. I mean, we're looking at a, a small scale of a podcast of three people. Mm-hmm. Imagine the size of the fucking United States trying to make decisions on this stuff and having that many fucking yeah. voices out there. It's just yeah. insanity. Like sometimes I just think that, you know, 
the state level maybe needs more control over it. They like keep making things smaller and smaller and smaller where you have, you know, not so many voices going out. But then we even proved that you could have a thing as small as three people and maybe not everyone's agreeing on things. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's fun though. And I I think, yeah, this is why we need to have a zombie apocalypse so I can run my own community and uh, regulate everything. I don't think that we need that. I think that we just need to start saving up money. We're going to buy the bonus level commune and um, mm-hmm. we're going to have a mm-hmm. kick-ass place in there and mm-hmm. pot's going to be legal. Level commune. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I will be named the sole dictator. <laughs> uh, we're actually going to be we're going to be sovereign citizens. Mm-hmm. Oh no, there ain't no sovereign citizens in my in my Jackberg. I'm the town bard. <laughs> Anyways, We've run on long enough about legalization and regulation, and I hope that you have followed us all the way till the end. And yeah. if you have, maybe you have some opinions of your own. You can feel free to send us some comments in, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, email, you know, or whatever you might use to communicate these days. Mm. And let us know how you feel. Uh, we will we will be back next week with level 26 and who knows what that's going to have in store um but we've had a a wonderful evening and we don't uh, or do we <laughs> uh we 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 hope that you all have a wonderful week uh from here till next week and from all of us at the bonus level podcast good night later taters later dudes <laughs>